furtive in his manner, though no one paid him any particular attention. Mr. Drake wants me to bring you to him, if you don't mind, sir, he said. You see, there's been a murder, a lady, real vicious-like. You saw the body? Nay, I was called to the door, but I heard the more inside blubbering. She was carrying on something awful. All right. Sam hastily tossed back his drink. He wasn't about to waste whiskey, even if it came from the pig and sail, and pushed himself to his feet, ignoring the twinge in his knees. Shrugging into his greatcoat, he retrieved his Bow Street baton, with its distinctive gold tip from the scarred table, and used it to point toward the door. Let's go. The lady had been murdered in Grosvenor Square, which actually wasn't a bad place to cock up your toes, Sam reflected. It was considered one of London's more fashionable neighbourhoods, with its stretch of elegant homes, three, four, and sometimes even five storeys, house and terraces made of limestone or sandstone. Not that he could appreciate much of the architecture, or the enormous park across the wide street at the moment. At near midnight, the darkness and fog, the latter as thick as porridge, made it impossible to see beyond a dozen paces. Unlike the gaslighting craze sweeping the city, Grosvenor Square residents kept to the tradition of lighting oil lamps, which were legally required to be hung out of each household at night, or risk being fined a shilling. As uncomfortable as he was about some of the changes he saw happening throughout the country, Sam had to admit that gaslighting on the street would have been helpful. At least he'd be able to do a proper scan of the neighbourhood, he thought, as he and the lad scrambled down from the hackney he had hired to bring them to the address. He dug out a coin and tossed it to the Javi. The impenetrable blackness beyond the weak yellow glow of the oil lamps was giving him an itchy sensation that he was being watched. Not an uncommon feeling in London town, considering the number of criminals who often lurked in the shadows. Sam hurried toward the one townhouse that had both an oil lamp burning outside and light spilling from most of the windows. The windows in the adjacent houses were either shuttered or dark, the occupants already in bed or still out for the evening. It almost appeared as though the elegant neighbouring buildings disapproved of the unseemly activity taking place at number eight. It was a fanciful notion, one which had Sam shaking his head as he approached the two men standing in front of the partially open door, smoking. He recognised them as members of the Night Watch, Henry Greeley and Jack Norton. Good evening, he nodded at them. Tis evening, nothing good about it, Jack grumbled and shifted his body so Sam could enter the townhouse. The devil is surely out and causing mischief. Sam merely grunted a response. Oi, 
Where do you think you're going? Sam glanced over his shoulder to see that Henry had grabbed his young companion by the scruff of his neck, halting his entrance into the townhouse. The urchin squirmed and glared at the night watchman. I brought the thief taker, didn't I? I want me bread promised by Mr. Drake. How much did Mr. Drake promise you? Jack asked, digging into his pocket. A crafty gleam came into the child's eyes. A guinea? Jack snorted. Do you take me for a sapskull? Give us the truth, boy, or go hungry. A quid? And I'm the King of England. Try again. With a half smile at the lad's boldness, Sam left the two watchmen to haggle with the scamp.